you are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 117 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and today, the A's had a positive COVID test on Sunday, leading to a postponement of Sunday's game against the Astros, and so that's going to be the first segment today. The second segment, I have one last name to keep an eye out for as the trade deadline approaches. Also, the trade deadline is today at 1 o'clock, so, uh, you know, hopefully, and today being Monday, so hopefully it hasn't passed you by and you've listened to this before that. But uh, if not, it happened already. And, uh, you know, we'll have an episode on that uh, pretty soon on what the A's did or did not do. So uh, before I get into everything, please follow us on social media at Locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at BioJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us, maybe you liked or didn't like what the A's did at the trade deadline, feel free to email us at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, today we are brought to you guys by Built Bar. Built Bar they have new flavors, and they're even more deliciouser. They have six new flavors. They have caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Those go along with their original 12 flavors, and some of these flavors do not have nuts. So if you have a nut allergy, they have bars for you. If you don't care if there are nuts in your bars, then they got bars for you too. Also, these protein bars taste like candy bars. They're soft and chewy and delicious. I really enjoy them. I like throwing them in the refrigerator. That's the way that I get. Uh, that's the way that I get down, you guys. And the main thing with Built Bars is they are low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and great for the keto diet. Uh, they, they're delicious. I really enjoy them personally. And uh, what they're doing for our listeners right now is they have a promo code locked on. That is one word locked on. You write that in at builtbar.com and you get $10 off your next order. So you do that. And then also I have not been told that supplies have not lasted. So they also have a free cooler with purchase, a little cooler for your little bars. And uh, then you can roam around the house with a cooler because you can't go outside. Um, but when things open up, that cooler is going to come in handy for your for your bars. So uh, yeah, go to billbar.com, enter the promo code locked on. That is one word, locked on. Get $10 off your next order at billbar.com. All right, now we got to get into the news of the day. The A's released a statement early on Sunday morning that said that a member of the A's organization had tested positive for COVID-19 and that Major League Baseball had postponed their game on Sunday, uh, which is, you know, standard protocol. Uh, the statement also said that the team conducted testing and contact tracing for the entire traveling party this morning, or this morning being Sunday. Uh, I'm reading this in the words that it was written in. Anyways, so uh, yeah, they, they did all this stuff on Sunday morning. The team has been self-isolating in Houston with recommended safety precautions in place. Um, and so that's where we stand right now. Uh, we're still waiting to hear uh, if it's one person, if it's an outbreak, all that stuff. Uh, I'll get into that here in a little bit, but uh, I'm just going to Read as I wrote here, the immediate reaction from the Astros beat reporter for MLB.com was to say that the Astros had a, had a tough week with postponements because of Tropical Storm Laura, the protest on Friday, and now COVID. So he's doing a great job of, you know, really taking the virus seriously. Good job on uh, Brian McTaggart. That's his name. You can at him. Uh, Astros fans in his mentions were also hoping that it was specific players like Mike Fires uh, because he's a snitch apparently and they want him to get a life-threatening disease because they cheated and he told about it. I don't know. Anyways, uh, 
they also said, uh, one guy also tweeted out, if you're scared of the Astros, just say that you're scared. So again, class organization that they run over there. This is what they got going on. Great guys over there at the Houston Astros. And yes, I know that these people, the fans and the beat writer are not employed by the Houston Astros, but when you don't punish the team and all that stuff, this is the kind of crap that keeps popping up. There were also a lot of reporters like John Heyman saying that this is the first positive case in the West Division, which isn't true. Uh, I just want you guys to be well informed because that's not really, I'm a fan that has a podcast, but here I am reporting because this is what I do now, I guess. Anyway, this is not the first positive test in the West Division. It is the first positive COVID test that will have an impact on games in the West Division. Uh, Jordan Alvarez, Joey Gallo, Jesus Luzardo, and others have already tested positive. So, I mean, it's not like it's a new thing in the West. It's just the first time that we're going to have games postponed or that we have had games postponed. So, uh, anyways, so the A's are going to be quarantining in Houston while they wait for results to come in. Those are expected to come on Monday morning. So, by the time you listen to this, we may already know the results, but uh, I'm recording without those results, so that's what I'm doing right here. Uh, I waited all day to see if we would get, you know, uh, some results, and nothing happened. So anyways, uh, there is obvious concern that with players like Jake Diekman that are high risk, and, uh, you know, also the team's equipment manager, Steve Vucinich, he is 67 and has been with the club since 1968. Uh, traveling secretary, Mickey Borobito, is another high-risk staffer at 69, so there's a lot of concern if this is a widespread issue that it could impact people like this in the organization that is part of the traveling party because um, they would be exposed to whoever had it. And then we're, we're really hoping that it's a one case thing and that it's not a widespread issue, um, not for scheduling purposes or anything like that, but for, you know, health and safety of people in the organization. So anyways, whatever we find out in the coming days, the thing that we should all be most worried about is not the baseball games, but the health of the person that contracted COVID and the health of those around them. Uh, obviously, the hope is that someone didn't sneak out after hours and go to a bar or open cards or something dumb like that, especially with so many people that are on this team and in this, you know, traveling party that are high risk. Uh, that would be a black eye and that would not be great. Um, but the team has been taking it very seriously. And I don't think that that's what happened. I think that it's, you know, this, this is a serious disease. And, uh, if a team like the A's who was taking it very seriously because of these people that are high risk around them, if somebody in their traveling party ended up getting it, then, I mean, it, there's no real safe way to go about things then. I mean, it, it, it's probably not Tom Lissella because the tests were taken on Friday and he wasn't with the team on Friday. So not him. It's probably not Chad Pender. Uh, if it, if it is in fact a player, it could be you know, Mickey Borobito or uh, Steve Vucinich already. I mean, it could be one of those guys. We don't know. Um, and that's kind of the scary part of the whole thing is we don't know how it got in at this point. We don't know if we will know uh, who it is just because they don't have to disclose who the person is that got it. But hopefully this is as scary as it gets with everything. And it's just a one case thing. And, uh, you know, we can get out of Houston and go from there and start scheduling games again. But, you know, as for what comes next, uh, the assumption is that the A's will be in Houston for a few more days while continuing to get tested to make sure there was no spread to other members of the organization. That's what's been happening as standard protocol. If it's one player or if it's just, you know, one person in the traveling party, they may relax that and be like, go to Seattle. But I kind of doubt it. Usually there's like at least a three game or three day layoff. Um, these were scheduled to have Monday off anyway, and then they play three games 
against the Mariners in Seattle. That's They were scheduled for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then have another weekend series in uh, the Coliseum. And Sunday's game is not going to be made up on Monday, obviously, because we're still trying to figure out what's going on with the the testing. So that game is probably going to be part of a five-game series between the A's and Astros in Oakland. So, I mean, that is nice, I guess. Uh, This is not how you want to get an extra game at home, obviously. But, you know, maybe they get five games out of this. I think I saw that reported somewhere, uh, but... I didn't see it in the article that I read on The Athletic, so I think that there's going to be a five-game series instead of a four-game series in a couple of weeks when the Azures come to Oakland, but not positive. Um, the best-case scenario here moving forward is that the best-case scenario here is probably the A's and Mariners playing a doubleheader on Thursday, so that would give them two of their three games played, and then making up the missed game uh, from that series either on the scheduled off day on September 17th or as part of another doubleheader during the team's final meeting, during the final series of the season in Oakland. Again, the A's would get another home game. Uh, I'm not sure the Mariners are going to care necessarily, so that those are the two options I could see. The only downside of playing on the 17th would be that the A's would go from uh, Texas to Colorado to Seattle for one game and then back to Oakland for their next series. So, uh, you know, obviously you're trying to limit travel as much as you can and you don't necessarily want to have them show up in Seattle for a one-game series, but that could be an option if, uh, you know, protocols are out the window at that point. So just to close the chapter on the COVID case, uh, team the... Tests are expected back on Monday, so we will know more on Monday, um, which is probably when you're listening to this. Uh, But you might be sidetracked by the trade deadline, which I'm going to get to here in a few minutes. But uh, just to wrap up this segment real quick, The Athletic is reporting that Marcus Simeon's left side strain isn't believed to be serious and shouldn't keep him out of action for very long. And if this is the case and the A's next game is on Thursday, as could be the case if it's not a big breakout on the team, then he may not miss any time at all. This is all pure speculation, so I'm going with the information that I have right now and hoping for the best. Uh, Obviously, there could be more cases, and the A's might not be playing for a couple of weeks. We don't know yet, but we will find out. But coming up on the show, I'm going to give one last name that could become available, and he's someone that the A's could end up targeting for a number of reasons. So stay tuned to find out who I'm talking about. Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. And you have to keep going, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world. Because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed will give you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account anytime, and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful research tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. There's no spaces in there. It's just LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. When you need red wine at 4 p.m., sushi at 9 p.m., a breakfast burrito at 8 a.m., and ibuprofen at 10 a.m., 
Postmate it. Postmates is your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service all year round. Anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery and convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly want or need. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, Postmates will bring you what you need within the hour. No more trips to the store. You don't even have to know where the store is. Postmates will deliver anything to you. Download the app for iOS or Android for free, browse local restaurants and businesses, and track your delivery in real time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code Locked On. That is one word, Locked On. Just to repeat myself, that is code Locked On for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download the Postmates app and save with code Locked On. One word. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. Please make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your platform of choice. And also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. And if you have any uh, questions for us, please feel free to send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So jumping back into it, I said I had a name that I hadn't mentioned as a trade target before. And I saw his name mentioned uh, late on Sunday night as a potential trade target for other teams. And I was like, hey, let's look into him and see what he's doing. He's on my fantasy team, so I know that he's been doing okay. And, uh, you know, he, he's not really a Trevor Bauer or a Lance Lynn or anything like the one of those top-tier kind of guys. But he does have years of control and could fill that Yusmero Petit role as early as next season. He'd be a nice little addition. The player that I'm talking about is a Bakersfield native and a St. Mary's graduate. And I'm talking about Corbin Burns of the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers have not had a great weekend. Uh, we will not get into that, but we will get into Corbin Burns. He doesn't have a lot of track record to go on just yet. He's had just 119 innings in the big leagues across three seasons, and his career ERA is a bit misleading at 520 because he had a really bad year last year with an 882 ERA. But uh, in 2018, he posted a 261 ERA in 38 innings, and this season he has a 278 ERA in 32 and a third innings. For the ERA plus crowd, he's got a 165. ERA plus this season, which is 65% above league average. And in 2018, he had a 158 ERA plus. So he's been a really good pitcher outside of, you know, his whatever the hell happened last year season. Um, so why should the A's go after Corbin if we're not really sure what we're getting with him, given his track record of being really good and then having a nine ERA and yeah, well, he has both started and finished games this season. So he's a versatile pitcher, which is a plus because the A's could use relief pitching or starting pitching, he can kind of do both. And I enjoy that about him. Um, so he's, he's a versatile guy. And with uh, Petit hitting free agency after this season, Burns would be a cost-efficient replacement. And, uh, you know, the A's loves saving money. So that, that's a nice little thing. Uh, so while his walk rate is a little bit high at 4.7 walks per nine this season, his whip or uh, walks and hits divided by innings pitched, basically how often the bases get full when you're pitching, uh, it's still a really solid 1.082 or 1082 if you want to go with that. And the general rule of thumb is if you have something close to one, you're doing a really good job, whether you're a reliever or a starter. And the fact that he's kind of both, he's doing a pretty decent job right there. I know that some elite relievers will have like a 0.7 or like a 0.8 or something like that. Uh, 
he's not necessarily an elite reliever. He's kind of a, an in-between kind of guy. And if you're starting and throwing five innings, it's going to be a little bit higher because you get more tired than throwing one inning at your maximum. So for somebody in that swing role, I, I'm definitely okay with, you know, a 1082 whip. And uh, the reason that he has that along with his 4.7 walks per nine is because he allows just five hits per nine innings. He doesn't get hit very often, which is a plus. His strikeout rate is a solid 12.8 per nine innings. Also pretty high. I enjoy that, especially when he's, you know, pitching and, you know, starting a decent amount. Um, he also, he has a 96 mile an hour fastball with a spin rate in the 99th percentile, giving it the illusion of a rising fastball. So high spin rate fastballs mean that it looks like it's rising. It just basically doesn't drop as off, you know, as much as a regular fastball. So it gives the illusion of a rising fastball. Uh, and we could also use more magic, I guess, on this team. And to just keep going with the uh, the spin rates, his curve spin rate is also elite, ranking in the 95th percentile. So that means that it has a sharper break. So that that's a nice little combination if you have a high spin curve and a high spin uh, fastball. And I, I like that combination a lot. Um, there's more that I could say about Corbin Burns in general, but those are the basics that you need to know about Corbin Burns. But, uh, you know, why should the A's go after him as opposed to somebody else obviously you want them to go after you know the big fish if if they can but i don't with seeing some of the returns that these uh, selling teams are getting that's a really high return and i don't think that the a's are going to be matching that if that's like the lance lynn prices more than what the the padres just paid to get a backup catcher so i don't know that that's going to be in their wheelhouse they may trade you know like a dalton jeffries and maybe you know like a chad pender type or something like that but I don't know that they're going to be trading like an AJ Puck and Dalton Jeffries and, you know, uh, outfield prospect or something like that. I don't know that that's the route that they want to take right now. But if they are going to make a trade that involves, you know, a decent amount of prospects and, you know, a decent haul for, you know, whatever they're getting, I think that the team control is going to be something that's really attractive to a team like the A's. Uh, he's not even arbitration eligible until after next season. This is Corbin Burns we're talking about uh, and wouldn't be a free agent until after the 2024 season. So they'd have four years of control after this season of, you know, to have Corbin Burns on their team. And, you know, as I said before, he could fill in for Yusmero Petit in a, you know, a as a younger Yusmero Petit, because when he was younger, he was also a spot starter and, you know, he could pitch that's why he pitched so many innings now is because he's kind of used to it at this point so he could do kind of like that role and that would be a nice little weapon to have in the bullpen so uh, I, I think that that'd be a plus especially with you know the young guys and james caprillian's probably going to be in the rotation if uh if he can stay healthy and his health being a big question mark it'd be nice to have somebody like corbin burns that could step in for him too um yeah it, there, there's a lot of different facets that go into this one and i think that for this season though burns would give bob melvin flexibility come playoff time and if the a's wanted to tandem start him with like mania or bassett or fires they have uh, then Burns give them that flexibility where they could go with one of those guys for four innings and Burns for five or, you know, flip that. And you could save your bullpen guys for a bigger role in the other games if you need to. Or, you know, you can go like three and three and then have, you know, the final three innings taken care of by the bullpen. It, it'd be the equivalent of having, you know, a solid starter if you could use... Well, let's just say Shamanaya for four innings and then Corbin Burns for three innings. And then you got two innings at the end. That's a that's a nice little game plan you got there as long as everybody pitches well, of course. Um, so, yeah, it's just one option. You save your relief bases. They could pitch a little bit more in other games and you set yourself up a little bit better. And I don't know that his asking price would be as high as like Josh Hader or, you know, some of the other guys that are on the list here. Um, and I'm not saying that 
it's going to be Corbin Burns. But if the front office isn't going to get like a Lance Lynn or Trevor Bauer or Dylan Bundy, one of those type of starters, then they're going to probably be looking for somebody like Burns or the previously mentioned Trevor Williams, who I talked about on the trade deadline preview podcast. And uh, that, that, that somebody that has years of control left and that fills a need now and also next season and beyond. So that that's my take. Uh, I wouldn't be mad if they got Corbin Burns. It wouldn't be the win now move that I think we're all looking for, but he'd set him up nicely and give him some depth. So uh, I wouldn't be mad at that. And also I like strikeouts. I, I love a good strikeout. So, you know, there's that. But anyways, that's it for me today, you guys. I'll be on Twitter uh, up until the trade deadline doing stuff. And then I think I have to go buy a bookshelf after the trade deadline passes. But then I'll, you know, I'll, I'll get the trade deadline episode up to you guys as soon as I can tomorrow. And, uh, you know, go from there and we'll talk about some A's baseball whenever that happens. We'll have updates on the COVID testing and all that stuff. So uh, that's what's coming up for tomorrow's episode. The rest of the week, TBD, because we don't know if there's going to be baseball games. So, uh, yeah, that, that'll be fun. Maybe. Hopefully it's fun. I... <laughs> We'll play it by ear. But anyways, that's it for me today, you guys. Uh, Stay indoors, celebrate good times, keep wearing those masks, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow.